0: time so empty? No. Well, I run the office and uh, tend the cabins and grounds and, and do little uh, errands for my mother, the ones she allows I might be capable of doing. Do you go out with friends? Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. I don't belong in the world. That's what it is. Something separates me from other people. Everywhere. They're everywhere. They're not going to let me go. Everywhere I turn, there's something
1: that's blocking my escape. It's trying to prevent me from living. He's trying to take me back somewhere. I can't fight anymore. I, I don't know what's real anymore.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah i'm erica
3: hey what's up i'm steve
2: uh we hope you guys enjoyed your new year this week we are going to be covering the 1960s in the first part of our decades in horror month this week we're going to be covering psycho from 1960 and
4: carnival of souls
2: and carnival of souls from 1962 so enjoy So we're going to start out talking about Psycho from 1960. It was directed by Alfred Hitchcock and written by Joseph Stefano. It was based on the novel by Robert Bloch. It stars Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates, Janet Leigh as Marion Crane, Vera Miles as Lila Crane, and John Gavin as Sam Loomis. I love the name Vera. The movie follows uh, Marion Crane, who decides to steal money from her job.
4: 40000 to be exact. Yeah.
2: She uh, steals money from her job and runs away to be ends with up, her boyfriend ends up at this motel owned by Norman Bates and his mother uh, she ends up getting murdered and the second half of the movie follows her sister Lila and her lover Sam Loomis as they try and find out what happened to her they find out so yeah that's Psycho in a nutshell,
4: <laughs> Anthony Perkins was so handsome back then. It's like, You're what the sorry. fuck happened to you? From between this one and the second one, he was so handsome.
5: Uh, like, like I could look at like him all day. Like 28 years. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah but
4: it's he was so fucking handsome. All right. So this movie. Is... I usually gush about the girls, but he's handsome.
2: This movie is mostly credited as being the first slasher movie.
4: There's yeah. one scene. Yeah. There's, like, no, I guess there's yeah, a but couple he's no, he, scenes, but, he's, but that he's, one's, like, really, like... Mm, there's mm, two kills. Mm, two mm. kills. Yeah, but there's, like, one scene. Like, one scene that's, like, oh, my God.
2: Well, we're going to talk about that scene, but... We're going to go into detail. Let's just get ahead.
4: <laughs> they find the money in the trunk
2: of the car. So, basically what had happened was, uh, this was Alfred Hitchcock's first horror movie. He
4: isn't that funny because he's like renowned for it? Yeah,
2: he bought the rights to the novel psycho by Robert Bloch and he ended up buying all of the, like as many copies of the book as he could so that the ending wasn't spoiled for anybody who would go to see the movie. Uh, when making the movie, <laughs> they, he sw- made the actors swear to secrecy on the movie and he also didn't reveal the twist ending of the movie. Until it was time to shoot that scene.
4: Now raise your hand if you knew the twist ending before watching this movie.
2: Okay, but we also are watching it, like, 50 years after it came out. I know, I was just saying that that everybody knows the twist ending. They do now, but back then they didn't. Like, theaters would set up, like, uh, displays and stuff asking people to not spoil the ending of the movie. And it was, like, a big Tell the
4: internet that. The internet wasn't around in the 60s, i No, I know that. I'm saying nowadays everybody spoils movies. So, He's such a dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I the first time I watched this movie was in high school, actually, and I, I put it off for a long time, uh, partially because I had already known the ending of the movie. I feel like people who... They, you don't even have to see this movie to know, obviously, Norman Bates is the killer.
0: Uh, it's just
2: a known thing now, but... Uh, I watched it in high school mainly because I put it off for that reason, and also because like that was back when I was a cool kid who didn't watch black and white horror movies. It was all about gore. I didn't care about black and white movies. Those weren't damn, those weren't, Dylan. Those weren't cool.
3: Dylan was a See, that's where I, that's where I got my start. Was like kind of more besides like seeing Halloween first, but after that it was like all black and white movies for a while, and then I started branching
2: out. Yeah, but I I remember watching it and um. I mean, the first time watching it, I went in knowing that Norman Bates was a killer, but it didn't take away from how much I enjoyed the movie. And I, I would actually probably say that this movie was re- really sparked like my love for older like black and white. Didn't movies. you
4: watch this in your film class? Yes. I remember you like gushed about it for a long time after <laughs> that, and it was like, "Oh my god, okay, I've seen Psycho. I know, dude. Chill."
0: No, I mean,
3: it's not it's it a classic
4: because this you know? movie is great. Um, No, yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, the filming in it is just fantastic. Like, the cinematography in this movie is just beautiful. Um, I liked this movie in particular. I liked that we did these movies together because there's a lot of similarities in filming, like watching um, this to the next movie we're going to discuss. There's, like, scenes that are almost identical, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is really interesting because we didn't realize that selecting these movies. It was, like... uh, I said, let's do decades. Dylan was like, psycho for the 60s, obviously. And I was like, well, what can we do with it? And I found Carnival of Souls and uh, I showed it to, to Dylan, like the trailer. He's like, yeah, that looks perfect. We'll do that, you know? Yeah. He so, sent me
5: the
2: trailer right after <laughs> it. He yeah. was like, look at this. So it was one of
4: those things where it wasn't something where we both were aware of the similarities between the movies.
2: Which, they're not saying that they're completely similar. Like, they're totally different no, movies, but filming-wise, they are Filming-wise, but there, it, there filming-wise there are it's yeah. very
4: similar. There's a lot of comparative scenes that you could go back and forth with. Um, and, like, I mean, like, main character with blonde women, so it, it there's a lot of... Um, connectors you know Um, but this film in particular Psycho um, I think that um, it it's it's so classic and I think I think it goes so back into like the um, the filming of of this like the the cinematography of it I think is what made Psycho so great Uh, I think it was the angles the contrast is what made this movie so creepy. That and the music. I think that was yeah. like this, well, the key.
2: Yeah, so going into that a little bit, um, the movie was funded by Paramount. Paramount was really like hesitant to make the movie because of the source material for it. Um, Alfred Hitchcock's normal pay or salary for making a movie was $250,000 at the time. Um, he had agreed to make the movie as in- inexpensive as possible and to also, rather than take his normal $250,000, he told Paramount that he would take 60% of the film's earnings instead. So Paramount agreed because, like, all right, well, you know, if the movie doesn't make a lot, then we don't have to pay you a lot. Um, the movie ended up being a huge success. And I
4: bet you he had an, he had some knowledge that it was gonna be really good. Well, <laughs> like
2: he was like, I know. Well, he ended up making <laughs> rather than his two hundred and fifty thousand, he made fifteen million, which at the at like with inflation, it translates to one hundred and twenty million today. I would take that. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I would have had that so, Hitchcock, uh, You single? <laughs> they he did. They made the movie um, black and white uh, to make it less expensive. But also because Alfred Hitchcock was afraid that if they made it in color, certain parts would be considered too gory for the time and it wouldn't be able to be released. Shower scene? Yeah, pretty much. That,
4: that's the only, <laughs> is that even that gory? Like, okay, what I love about that scene in particular is um, it's so obvious that she's not being stabbed by the knife. Like, it's very, it's like you mm. can see the knife go past her, like, every time. And it's, like, you, like, see, like, the, the blood, like, on... And the only time the blood looks good is when it's dripping down the shot Like, on the floor of the shower. Like, that's the only time that it looks really fucking cool. Other than that, it looks very, like, off. Like, it doesn't look right. But, I mean... And it's not in a bad way. It's, I, I love it. I think it... it, it that scene is so iconic... And, and amazing, but it's, like, it's totally obvious, you know? Which is fine. I mean, it's the 60s. What do you want?
3: Yeah, yeah when you think of Psycho, like, that that's the iconic scene you, you
2: right there. The well, that says,
5: scene and the music, which all the music was all done with just string instruments. Yeah,
2: so um Which for Carrie. Yeah. The music was actually added in afterwards. So after the movie, like, jumping ahead, after the movie was released or not released, but after they had wrapped on filming, Alfred Hitchcock watched it, and he hated it. And he it was like, this movie's going to flop. And he even considered uh, cutting parts of it out and just releasing it as a TV movie. Because he's like, this movie sucks. It's not going to make any money. So they ended up hiring... I doubt those were his words, though. No, it was. He he, he absolutely hated it. Yeah, but
4: I doubt he said that this movie sucks. <laughs> that just doesn't seem Alfred Hitchcocky. So they ended up... <laughs>
2: They ended up hiring Bernard Herrmann to do the the score for the movie. Bernard, and he had added like in like the elf
4: from the Santa Claus.
2: They ended up hiring Bernard Herrmann for the movie, and he added in the string instruments uh, because he felt that it went with the black and white style. But he went against Hitchcock a lot on the movie. Like for example, for the shower scene, Hitchcock didn't want any music for it, and they added in. Uh, Herman added in like the iconic the string did instruments.
4: Did he? Did he end up liking it and, though? afterwards? yes,
2: yeah, Hitchcock liked it, and he liked it so much that he doubled Herman's salary for the film because he said thirty three percent of the film's success was because of the score. Because for the movie. of it, yeah.
5: yeah. I could see that though. And this this movie for me was uh, I I remember it being one of actually the first uh, horror movies that I had ever seen and. I, it scared the shit out of me. Like, it freaked me out. (laughs) Um, This, actually, it was this, and uh, Birds Mm -hmm. were two of, like, the first uh, horror movies I had really, really watched. Did Um, you ever
4: hear my mom's story about the birds? Yeah.
5: (laughs) So, um, (laughs) and it, it scared me, but I didn't have, like an appreciation for it and like I've seen it since then and every time I watch it I, I appreciate it a little bit more mm-hmm. and this time around like I really took the time obviously because of the podcast to um, pay attention and like really focus on it and it is such an awesome movie mm-hmm. like n- story aside, and, like, all of that, just, like, the, the filming, the music, like, everything about it just really makes it such a solid movie, and it flows very well from beginning to end. And, um... I agree with the fact that it doing it in color I don't think would have done it justice, yeah. especially with the sour... Sh- sour... <laughs> shit. Shower scene. Um, because uh, when you like Sira said, you can see that, like, the knife's clearly missing her, and I think had that been done in color... It would have been
4: way more obvious. It would have been way yeah. more
5: obvious, and then the blood and everything, like, it might have been too gory for them, but looking at it now and, like, thinking about it being in color and, like, how we're judging it and critiqu- been, like, critiquing red. it, I think
3: we would have just been like, yo, that scene was shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, plus they also used chocolate syrup
2: as the blood yeah. in that scene. <laughs> That would've been awkward. Well, I mean, they used it. They used the chocolate syrup because it translated to the black and white film ball. Yeah. So yeah, it it, it picked up on the black and white camera. So I'm sure if they'd filmed it in color, they would've used actual fake blood for it. But
4: corn syrup and red dye. <laughs>
2: First <laughs> American movie to show a toilet. Yep. The,
4: oh, Isn't yeah, that weird? That, <laughs> I remember. I remember I don't remember what TV yeah, that show is was, weird. but there was like a TV show that picked fun Leave at it to Beaver. how yeah it was the
2: first one to sh- uh, the first TV show to no show yeah it.
4: but there was like I was watching something and it was like bringing up Psycho and Leave It to Beaver showing toilets that it was a big deal and it was like picking it, fun
2: was, at yeah, it. it was yeah it was like the well um, Joseph Stefano you, had said that uh, no not now I, apparently I'll Joseph go Stefano was like very like adamant about leaving that scene in because he said, like, showing a toilet flushing adds to, like, the realism of the movie, because it looks realistic. I, I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm not really sure what the train of thought was. It, okay. it meant a lot to him, so okay. we'll let him have it.
4: <laughs> I think my biggest thing with this movie was how fucking, like, Marion Crane could not be, like, coy with the fucking cop at all. She was, like, so obvious, and she's like, what do you mean you think I, like, like he's like, Are, is there something wrong? And she's like...
3: No. no. <laughs> Why would there be?
4: Like, dude, just say no. I'm just, go- I'm on my way to visit some friends. Hello? Well, How hard is that to lie? Like, okay. Apparently it's really hard.
2: Well, this was big, um, it was a she big was, thing like, that Hitchcock- like,
4: her eyes were so pretty, though. It,
2: this was a big thing that Hitchcock did in a lot of his movies was, uh, he showed a, like, very big dislike and distrust for police officers- To where a lot of times in his movies he would paint them as, like, bad people or, like, scary people even. The
4: the cop did seem like a douche, didn't he? Well, I mean,
2: not even that, but, like, the first scene that it shows him where he's, like, comes up and he's got the big glasses and, like, he looks creepy. And, uh, I guess that a lot of that comes from, I guess he had, like, a bad run-in with a police officer when he was younger.
4: I think one of the coolest, um, things that they chose to do with this film was, um, when Marion Crane is driving in her car, she's processing... Like, all the conversations that she's going yeah. to have or people are going to have about her taking the money. And it's just, like, that that to me is so realistic because when you do something bad or you're questioning what you're doing, you do that. You play out the scenarios in yep. your head. So it was really cool to see a movie show that. Like, her mm-hmm. sitting there with this, like, guilty look on her face, driving as far as she can get and, like, running through every scenario in her head. Because, like, who doesn't do that, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I thought you know that, was, what, that, like, scene... that added like
4: an amount of of realness that that no movie has done.
2: That scene was yeah, also scene... foreshadowing because um, it sh- it's like raining when that's happening, and uh-huh. it's the for- it's the foreshadow of the shower scene. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, that scenes? scene reminds
3: me of uh, what was it, uh, Creep Show Part Two, where uh, the hitchhiker yeah. and she's playing out like all the scenarios of like, like you know, oh this calling. is Lansing. Yeah, you know, you can, can you do this? Like, that, that scene totally, I feel like they definitely got inspiration from that scene oh, yeah, for, for the hitchhiker.
2: There's a lot of small things, too, that Hitchcock snuck into the movie. Like, uh, things that I wouldn't have picked up on watching it, but, like, reading about it while looking into the movie. Like, for example, in the beginning of the movie, Marion Crane has a black purse, or a white purse, and a white bra. And after taking the money, Perfect. her purse is black, and her bra is black. And it's the white was to symbolize her, like, pureness. Pureness, yeah. And then it changes. Yeah, um, yeah but you cool know what, though? That's she... a
5: really, like... I didn't even catch that, and yeah, I didn't look it up, but like it's, that, yeah. it's, it, it, Those it, details are always, It doesn't like,
4: literally change, though. It's, like, a different bra and a different dress. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's, like, changing.
2: But,
4: yeah. Yeah, but still, it's, When like, Dylan it's... first told me, though, he, was like, he made it seem like, like they just, like, swapped it out. Like... You weren't supposed to pay that much attention, and I was like, oh, that's edgy, that's cool. (laughs) But then when I realized she was just changing her outfit, and she changed her bra, she changed her purse that she was using, I was like, Who the fuck changes their
5: purse like that, though? (laughs)
4: Yeah, fucking women in the 60s probably did. I think I'll take the black one today. No, no, this (laughs) afternoon, not even today, because the white one was this morning. The black one is this afternoon. Um, Edgy. That's like changing your your look from day to night, Erica. For us, like yeah. eyeshadow, putting on more black eyeshadow. Yeah. Uh, another
2: thing that I I read about that I didn't I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I don't Other know than if, bras. Yeah, I don't know if it was boobies. Okay. I don't know if it was intentional, but pointy boobies. <laughs> Got to sneak the tits in somehow. They were the the pointy bras. We were watching this, and Sarah was like, "I don't understand why pointy boobs were so big back in the day." I was like, "I don't think they, they were though. They were like you a know what huge... though? Like when I, when
0: I look
4: at like women in the sixties, like I'm like, they look fine. Like they look great.
0: Yeah, but, but like cone bras are not <laughs> okay. Yeah,
4: I know. Like you'd look ridiculous going out now in like a t-shirt and a cone bra. But like back then, they looked phenomenal because it was the way that they dressed. They looked great. Yeah." Um, but I just David
5: want to know what man is like. Yo, look at the combs on that bitch.
4: I don't know. Ask Madonna.
5: I fuck Madonna. First off,
2: she uh, had some good hits. Another thing in the that 80s. I can't stand Madonna. She's old and fucking washed up. Another thing and that I saw. That. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but um, there's a lot of references to birds in the movie. And Alfred Hitchcock's next movie was The Birds. But oh,
5: I thought you said burns, and no. I was like, like sick burns or like side physical burns. burns or like side burns. No, Norman, or... you mama's boy.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get He's off so... that titty butt. Marion Crane, her last name being Crane. Um, Norman tells her that she eats like a bird. He, he, he stuffs, stuffs birds. birds. Yes. Yeah. So there's. It's really
4: of... not that expensive either. All you really need is a needle and thread.
2: <laughs> you gonna you gonna try this uh, taxidermy thing?
4: <laughs> I wanted to be a taxidermist once, but Dylan told me it was creepy. I also wanted to be a mortician, and Dylan also told me that was creepy. I wanted <laughs> to
2: be a mortician too, but I just the... wanna
4: like I just wanna be a fucking part of the Adams family, and Dylan just doesn't approve. <laughs>
2: um, they changed a lot from the novel too. In the novel, Norman Bates was overweight. He was middle aged. Oh my unstable. god, he's so handsome in the movie. They found well, Stefano, uh, Joseph Stefano, who wrote the script, he found that it was it made him very unsympathetic. So they wouldn't be able to, like, relate to him.
4: No, legit, I agree with that, because as soon as I see Norman Bates, I want to hug him. Yeah. He just looks really sad.
2: Um, in and the I novel, him. It's
4: because you think he's
5: hot. It's no, not
4: because no, he's sad. No, I didn't sad. say he was hot. I said it, he was handsome. There's a difference. Handsome is like a gentleman. Hot is like, I don't like hot guys.
5: Oh, so she'd what? still throw down with Norman Bates. <laughs>
2: Uh, in the novel, she didn't Bates argue it was an alcoholic, and when he drank, was when he would become mo- the mother persona. So they cut out his. I liked better that. I fucking yeah. love him as the mom. Um, yeah,
4: but tell me he's not handsome. You're acting like I'm crazy. He's good looking.
5: Yeah, until he flips the lights on at night and he's in a dress and he's like, Hew. okay.
4: Just because you wear a dress does not mean you're not handsome.
5: He's handsome. I'm not arguing that, but. Can you post you are kind of, really, can you post really this? defensive about
4: throwing down
3: Today things. on Sira's <laughs> love interest. He's too, he's too old for
4: me. And he's not cute anymore. Um, Fuck. My life sucks.
2: So in the novel, he also was interested in spiritualism and occult, and he was addicted to porn. And they, kind of, they touch <laughs> on this though. They do. Um, the, they touch on the porn. Well, Lila opens a book that. I don't understand how people get addicted
5: to porn. <laughs> you can cut this out. Like I'm just picturing some dude butt naked having DTS because he can't find his Playboy.
4: <laughs> DTS.
5: <laughs> like going like um, DTS are like uh detox, like where you're like shaking oh, like... and you're like seizing. Okay, and okay,
4: okay, like... okay, okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like withdrawals. Yeah. Okay, I got
2: it. Um. But they, they did touch on it Lila finds a book in Norman's house and it's supposed to contain graphic porn illustrations it does in the novel. titty drawings yeah boobies <laughs> He's drawing some boobies. pointy boobies. boobies. Uh, and the probably what I would consider the biggest change in the movie was Marion Crane was not important in the movie or in the book I mean uh, she her story was only two of the 17 chapters of the book.
4: No, so. well, I think that would translate, because she really wasn't in the movie very long. I mean, she, she stole the money, she drove to the motel, she died. Like, they're really, she, I don't think, I think the only importance was to catch Norman Bates. Like, that was her only important, importance in the movie.
3: Um, I like, though, how they, like, played it as she was, like, the main character. And yeah. then Like, no one... Expected her to die, and that was like such a hard left. And I gotta appreciate that. Yeah, Who's the completely... better scream
4: queen, her or her daughter?
3: Oh, definitely her daughter blew her out of the water. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah,
4: but I think, I think though that, that Janet Lee is prettier.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with that.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I won't argue that either. But as far as scream queen quality, <laughs> Jamie Lee's, got <laughs> it.
4: Lee's gotta look like her dad because her and her mom. Like, I'm not saying Jamie Lee's not pretty, she's like, you know, but um. She does not look like her mother at all. Yeah, I just made this awkward, didn't I? <laughs> no,
2: no, no, no. But, they... Yeah, I remember even knowing the twist ending the <clears> first <throat> time I watched this movie. I remember being, like, blown away that they did flip the script completely. Because you do. You expect that Marion's gonna be... The uh, survivor The survivor, girl. yeah, the main character. And she dies halfway through it, and it's... <sighs> it was a very ballsy thing to do i'd say yeah definitely one thing i gotta appreciate too i absolutely love the
3: shot of uh the bates house uh it's just so creepy looking oh yeah the way it sits on that little hill like talk about uh the cinema back to the cinematography i mean just the way they shot that the house and everything and norman bates was standing there on his porch like that image will forever be burned in my head. Like that's why I love the cover so much of like him on the porch like in the house like s- at the house or whatever. It's just such a creepy shot. I-, I can't help but admire it. Because I like I'd seen this movie when I was younger, but I had no like I would lose interest because it was more of like a slow burn whereas like I was more used to the faster pace shit. So when I went to like rewatch it, like in my later teen years, like I had much more of an appreciation. And this is, I definitely feel like this is a movie that you know, you you should watch when you're like in a more mature state of mind. Oh yeah, for sure. to <laughs> so appreciate it because I didn't as a kid, and I always knew how iconic it was. I just I was like, what is the hype? Like this is kind of boring. And then like just looking at it in um, like my you know, older teenage years, I was like, wow, this is a fucking masterpiece.
2: Well, what I love about this movie is I've watched this movie like countless times and I could still like every time I watch it, I have more and more of an appreciation for it Mm -hmm. because there's always something new that I can pick out that I'm like, wow, this was really fucking cool the way they did this. I mean, I could we could do this episode and revisit this movie a year from now and I could probably do an entire episode on shit that we don't even cover right now. Like even looking, yeah. even looking into this movie, there are so many fucking facts about it that we would probably have to do an entire series to cover like the entire <laughs> to cover the entire first movie, and that's just the first movie. I mean, they went on and did sequels, prequels, the TV, TV shows, yeah, yeah. Which I I I, I think I, that
4: they did a really bad portrayal of Norman Bates
2: in the TV show. Yeah, we could touch on that a little bit. I mean. I, my biggest thing, and I had mentioned it to you when we watched the movie, was... Like, I think that, this
4: show is fine. Like, it's good quality. It's just, like, I don't think that they portrayed... In the show, Bates they correctly. made him
2: very, like, awkward. Where in this, he was very charismatic. but And that, like, and that was yeah. the way that
4: he, he, like, lured people in, you know? Like, he was very outgoing and friendly. And he was, yeah. he, you know, he was a decent-looking dude. Really handsome, in my opinion. But, um, you know, women would feel more comfortable around him, whereas, um, Norman Bates in the, uh, in the TV series is very awkward, um, antisocial,
2: very strange. My my biggest problem with the TV show was they added so many unnecessary, like, subplots that just fucking, like, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch a horror show about the fucking origin story of psycho. See, I don't wanna hear about how a...
4: fucking shitty about horror shows is that none of them stay horror. Like American horror no. story started out so fucking strong and then after the second season it's like I, don't even but I remember watch this I stopped
2: thing. watching Bates Motel around like the third season because there was literally a fucking like three episode story arc about one of the side characters losing her virginity. Like, oh no, my weird? God! I was like, is, is this really necessary? <laughs> fucking important to the story of Psycho? <laughs> well, people love teen dramas. Yeah, I... that's ridiculous. Watch
4: Secret Life of the American Teenager and exactly. get the fuck out of here!
2: Like, like come on, do it. Some Has justice. there been any
4: super successful horror series? Like, I've heard that
2: Exorcist is really good, but I haven't checked it out yet.
4: Astro's Evil Dead is awesome, but I consider that dark comedy. It's not horror. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Another thing about Psycho too, uh, I feel like it was the first. Um, movie to bring, like, the monster out of, like, what we've known, like, the dark castles or, like, the laboratories, yeah. all that, it's, and a, put a, it a into human. a human. Yeah, yeah. For sure,
2: yeah. Because up until this point, yeah, we did. We had, like, creature movies and, like, sci- I mean, this is coming right out of the 50s where sci-fi was really big, which we'll touch on next week with our 50s sci-fi. episode. Yeah. I'm so excited about yeah. that, too. But, um, yeah, it, it was such a big flip and I feel like that's part of the reason why it was so successful was because it was truly scary to people. Like, nobody really looked at people this way, and this was also coming, you know... Yeah, I don't Yeah,
3: know what and I'm what makes think. it scary, too, is just how charming Norman Bates was, uh, and I think that's, like, the biggest effect, and I'm happy that they went with the more charming, handsome-looking Norman Bates compared to how he was written in the book, because... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like you never know He's inviting. who's seriously yeah. fucked up in the mind. I'd go exactly. Big that hotel. makes it even scarier. Oh, we know Sarah, you
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> and you just looked at look me like, what the fuck?
3: Yeah, and I just think that's even scarier is the people that like look more uninviting like in or like are more inviting, I should say, are you know, the sick people. Like again, my uncle used to live next to son of Sam and I would ask him, like, oh, what was he like? He said, You would have never known he was such a nice guy. And that's the
2: scary shit, you know? Well, look at people is, like, like the yeah, unsuspecting I mean, ones. Look at people like fucking Ted Bundy. He would literally lure girls to his car by being like, oh, you know, my, my arm broken. is broken, my leg's broken, like, I-, I need help doing something. And they were like, all right, this guy just seems like a nice fucking, like, guy Ted Bundy, guy. Ted Bundy, it's like so fucked up to say, but like,
4: he looks like he'd be a nice person. Like when you see his picture, yeah. Just, no, he, he looks, he looks he like a nice dude. Friendly. But that's the thing too is that I feel like the scariest part is that you trust your intuition so much. Yeah. But like some people are are no. so outgoing and and you might be tricked by some hor- horrendous monster.
2: Yeah. 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 And,
4: I, and I think it's very sad in, in a real life standard, it's very scary. Um, especially like me, Dylan and I have been binging like true crime fucking podcasts like crazy, and it's like. Every story is the same. It's like this, like w- when it's women being the targeted, they're being manipulated mm-hmm. by, by people that just seem like decent people or nice people, you know, and uh, they end up being murderers. And and I think it's scary how much influence this, this character Norman Bates has from real people. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah. I just it's... Not even just Ed Gein. I don't even compare him to Ed Gein at this point because there's similarities, but like any serial killer, really, mm-hmm. Ted Bundy is a huge a huge a great comparison yeah a great comparison to 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 Norman Bates
3: yeah. yo shout out to the character Sam Loomis cause that name would be later
2: used in Halloween for a Dr. Loomis uh the guy uh, John Gavin who played Loomis Hitchcock that was like his only complaint with the movie was that guy's performance he said that he felt like Sam Loomis's character was like just portrayed very poorly by this guy. So he's really upset about it, which I don't I don't think he did a bad job. Yeah,
3: I was going to say I didn't even notice. Like
2: um, another thing that Hitchcock didn't like about the movie was uh, the ending where the psychiatrist is like explaining what was going on with Norman Bates, which I like that scene because it it does give an idea of what was happening in... and
5: <laughs> just so read this Local hero arrested after killing 30 pedophiles in a murder spree. I've been killing pedos for damn close to 15 years now. I started a few, year, few years back after a girl I was dating was raped and murdered. I tracked the guys down myself, slit their throats. I realized I had a really knack, a really a real, I had knack, a real for knack for it, it. After that, so I kept going.
2: Anyway, <laughs> 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 um, he he didn't <coughs> didn't like the uh the end scene where the psychiatrist is explaining what was going on with Norman Bates, which I enjoyed it because it gives an idea of what's been going on. I especially like that. He basically says like Norman Bates as a person has been gone for a long time. And it's been his mother because it really gives you another, it makes you think back on like the conversations she was having with Marion crane and all these people and how manipulative he was being just thinking like that wasn't actually him. So I thought that that was really cool. But Norman Bates is a really nice guy. Hitchcock guys. had said that at this point the movie had like already reached its climax and it was like basically just muddied down at that point and it was like all right people are going to want this to end but I, I think it did a great job. No,
4: yeah, there was no
2: point. It was very well put. There together. was no
4: point in this film where I was like all right come on guys cut it off. I'm done, <laughs> you know, and I, I enjoyed it to the ending, and I think the perfect ending was um, that really creepy smile from Norman.
3: Yeah. Well, I love the voice in his head works, his mother's, and he's like, I'm not even going to harm this fly, you know, I'm going to show them, like, that was awesome.
4: You know what, I love how, how willing to, the mother part of him was, was like, I'm going to film, like, like, trying to blame this on me, trying to frame me you know yeah. and it's like she was like I know it's him and he's just crazy but it's like it like puts me in this like wow your mom's really willing to throw you under the bus what kind of woman <laughs> was she yeah, right? she's fucked up I was
5: reading somewhere that for his for uh, Norman's voice they used three different actors mm-hmm. and they like had to kind of like loop it together so that they could get the correct tone and pitch um, for different
2: scenes so I thought that was really cool yeah. Have you guys ever seen? I know Sierra hasn't because I've asked her a thousand times and she won't watch them. Have you guys ever seen any of the sequels? No. no, I haven't. I the only one I've seen is Psycho Two, and I I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I went in with it. I, went I don't
4: want to watch it because Anthony Perkins looks gross. <laughs>
2: I uh I went in with low expectations just because I was like you're not going to top the original and it definitely doesn't but I I think that it does a very good job. It was it stayed very true to the uh the first one but um the shower scene some more fun facts. It took 7 days to film 77 camera angles and it runs for 3 minutes in the movie and includes 50 cuts. Jeez. Film cuts, not, like, stabs. Yeah. Uh, No, yeah, no, no, I know what you meant, but even still. It's probably, like, ten. After they filmed it and... After they filmed it and Janet Lee saw it, she was, like, afraid to shower after that, like, for the rest of her life. Yeah, I know, don't tell me she turned into a total dirtbag. Yeah, she would only shower when, like, absolutely necessary because she said she never realized until then that... Like, how vulnerable and a person defenseless is someone is in the shower. Yeah. Uh, Haven't yeah. you heard of locking the goddamn door? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, they did certain things too that were cool. Like, to get the shot of the shower head, uh, they made a six foot shower head. And like put the camera in the middle of it to get the scene of like the shower, the water going down. So like they did a lot of, they were really crafty with it. But I, my main thing was like. Was fact she
4: fully nude during the scene? Because you don't like actually see anything.
2: I think so. I don't know. Ooh, I that's see edgy. It. Didn't ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I just think it's. Cr- I think usually biggest... that's like
4: the first thing you see. Like if there's nudity in the movie, they're like, "That's the real boobs." <laughs> so I was curious.
5: We talk about. I. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's usually me that talks about tits a lot. Sira's <laughs> going coming for the kill today. today. She's stealing my thunder.
2: I mean, my big, She's feeling the boob love. My biggest thing Boobies. is that, uh. Boobs. I like it. I find it crazy that this one scene took seven days to shoot. I yeah, know. that's nuts. To me it really shows like how
5: dedicated they But when you think were. of Psycho, it's the most iconic scene exactly. in the whole entire fucking movie. Yeah. So.
2: yeah, it definitely shows, yeah. Um I love the reveal when they show that it's Norman when Lila finds the mom's corpse in the basement. And, and then, she screams and, and she's away her spot. Yeah, and <laughs> but I, I love it because we were watching it and fucking Norman rushes in and he's doing the biggest fucking cheese smile ever. Yes. And she was like, "He looks so happy!"
4: Like, <laughs> He like, definitely did a video for like the podcast pay for the Instagram, uh-huh. and I was just like, "He looks so happy." I'm pretty sure he cut it out though, but I did. I didn't I do it on purpose.
2: In. it just stopped recording at that point but that
4: sucks because that would have been so good <laughs> but
2: yeah it, it that that was a funny scene for sure like i don't think it was intentionally supposed to be funny but i get some laughs out of it i liked his moo moo <laughs> it wasn't a dress it was a moo moo guys when did he have time to change into that because he was with sam moo are incredibly
4: easy to throw on I guess. Yeah. he has short hair. It's not like he has to tie his hair back to get a wig on. You just pop it on. And, like, you could still see his hair, so it's like... Look at
5: how quick Mrs. Doubtfire used to do it.
4: (laughs) And she had a whole, like, face
2: mask. (laughs) I love Mrs. Doubtfire. So, after this movie came out, Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee were typecasts. Uh, They were always offered roles that were similar. Did they date? No. Every co-star dates. They didn't date. Uh, They were always typecast, but they've always said that they would they don't mind it they never minded being typecast because they would rather be typecast and be able to say that they were a part of the movie because it is such a fucking iconic movie I feel like most yeah. women in
4: horror do get typecasted as like the yeah. survivor girl which is badass though Like, I I, if I was an actress that's the actress I'd want to be but I can't do it because I can't fake emotions. I just smile awkwardly and, like, really nervously. Like, I, I feel like
5: if I was in a real-life horror movie situation, I'd be okay.
4: Like, if they, like, didn't tell you it was a movie, I'd be great. It'd be awesome. I
5: feel like somebody'd get fucked up.
4: Yeah, we'd, like, come at them with knives for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I just... It would
5: not be good.
4: If it's the fight or flight, we're fighting.
5: Yeah, I'm, going, sure. I'm, I'm
4: not going
2: down without a fight. Somebody's getting an ass-whooping. Um... I, I like watching this movie now because of, like, money is a big point plot of the movie, but it's, like, a big plot point of the movie. It, it's kind of like the MacGuffin of the movie. Like, it's not fucking, like, the main point of the movie. But, the, yeah, but just hearing it's a them... theme of it. Yeah, but just hearing them talk about it...
4: What's MacGuffin? It's okay.
2: Like, it's like a... Uh, like, you made that word up. No, I didn't. It's, it's something... It's a part <laughs> of the chart. movie... It's a part of the movie that isn't, like... It's important but it's not important. Like it's important to put the, money point, the, it's plot, actually- the money puts the the money puts the pot in the place and the whole thing is following like like the private investigator they're trying to find her because the money's missing but it 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 gives a motive to make the events go into place, I guess.
4: Okay. Cool. But
2: um but just anyway, just like listening to them talk like when she goes to get the car and she's like, "Oh, how much is this?" And he's like, oh, $700. And she's like, oh, I'll pay cash. And he's like, what? And I'm like, nowadays, like, it's totally normal that people are carrying around $700.
4: <laughs> That's only normal in your family, Dylan. Not in everybody else's. I guess.
2: Dylan's rich. I'm not rich. My family's
4: rich. Yeah. Me and Dylan <laughs> are
2: poor. We're the, we're the black sheep. Yeah. You guys have any other uh, things you want to bring up about Psycho?
3: No, I think I'm good to get into ratings if you guys are. We love you, Norman Bates. I
2: don't, I don't know if I'd say that, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go first. I, I never go first. I'm going to go first this week. Okay. Do it. I, I mean, like I said, like, we've talked about the movie for 40 minutes now. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Yeah, and there's so much that we didn't touch on. And like I said, I could go back, we could go back next year and do another Psycho episode and do another, I could probably do another 40 minutes on stuff that we didn't even fucking touch on.
4: I don't think I could.
2: Well, sorry. You're not invited Sarah. to the episode. Yeah, you're not invited to the reunion episode.
4: <laughs> I'll meet you at Contra
2: You're the World. fucking Screech. <laughs> <laughs> Saved by the Balrog.
4: I'm not an asshole. Is that guy dick?
2: Yeah, you are a dick.
4: Fuck you, Sierra. No, you're the dick. All you're right. the
3: Screech. He was in the Middletown Mall once. dick, but
4: he did porn. <laughs> No, like everybody hates him. That's yeah. why he didn't get invited. Yeah. Well, now you know the real
5: truth about how we all feel.
2: Mario Lopez gives me the details. <laughs> Did douche you like chills,
4: though. The, the reboot comes out on my birthday.
3: Okay,
2: is that is, is that, that
3: Slater what you were going tell me a while yeah.
4: ago?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yo, tell Slater not to wash his dick. <laughs>
2: Slater gives me the fucking douche chills. AC Slater? (laughs) Yeah. The douche chills. What's up, Peppy? Like, he says shit to Lisa, and you're just like, dude, you're a fucking douche. (laughs) He's
4: not even with Lisa.
2: He's with... Jesse, my bad. Jesse. Dylan, who's the character?
3: Because, like, I remember watching the show, but I was, like, bad with certain names. uh, Especially in the female uh, characters, but... Is it Kelly that's on your shirt? Kelly. Oh, my God. Oh, what a babe. (laughs) What a babe, dude. Oh, Was that Slater's girl?
2: No, that was Zach Morris's girl. Didn't that she...
3: was Zach's girl? Okay. I thought For some Did reason, I thought it was you Slater's.
2: Her? Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I... All right, we're getting off. <laughs> no, <there>. Tiffany, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Tiffany
4: Amber Thiessen. Oof. And he still loves her. To this day, he, like, he'll, like, the he'll like see like a, a picture of her from now, like not even older, like now, and he's like, oh.
3: That's she how like... I feel about Barbara Crampton. Oh, my gosh. She just turned, remember. like, 60. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs> you grandma fucker. <laughs>
3: Anyway, proudly for Barbara Crampton, proudly. He said
4: proudly, yes. (laughs) All right,
3: but Uh, (laughs) no no hard cuts. That stays in. (laughs) I wanted to know.
4: You're proud. You're proud of your your grandma fetish.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that it I. Giving this movie anything lower than a ten for me would be me being a fucking liar. Like there's there's nothing about this movie that I could pick out and be like, I fucking hated this part. Like no. Solid ten for me. Syrup? Right on.
4: I have two hands with five fingers on each. So it's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's really great. Um, there's nothing there's nothing about it that's negative, you know, and uh it's just it's its pacing is really great, like Eric had said it earlier. Uh, I I love everything. Like, visually, this movie... I think if it wasn't for the visuals, I don't think it would hit 10 for me. But because the cinematography was just so thought out and so well done, I, it just really just was the icing on top of the cake with this film. So, obviously, it's a 10.
5: I'm going to come in behind you two with a 10. Woo! Um... Like I said, it's one of the first horror movies that I've ever seen, and it's stuck with me for oh, obviously a really fucking long time because I'm old. Um, You're young at heart.
4: Erica's 40, just so you know. So you <laughs> no, shut she's your not. Mouth. She's not. I just fucking
5: with not 40. She's 30. Um,
2: no offense to anybody listening who's 40, but.
5: <laughs> I am not 40.
4: We love 40 year olds. Um, You're great.
2: Shout out to all the 40 year olds listening. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Anthony Perkins was 40 once.
2: Alright, continue, Erica.
4: <laughs> anyway,
5: um, it's just a solid movie. I mean, from beginning to end, it's it's so just well put together, and it's well thought out. And like Sarah touched on, I, I, if the cinematography wasn't where it is, I don't know if it would have been a 10, but it still would have been really high for me, um... I just think it's so iconic. I mean, you say Psycho, and even if you're not like a horror movie person, everybody knows the fucking shower scene.
4: <laughs> um,
0: Didn't Jamie yeah, really Lee Curtis just...
4: recreate that, like the picture of her mom in the shower scene, or was that fake? I don't know. I don't know. There's That's a, a picture good of her, like, um, and it looks like it's the same thing. But...
5: It's solid. I love it, and it gets better every time you watch it. It does. Like, if you haven't watched it in a while, go pop that in, because you're gonna be like, damn, what was I missing out
4: That's on? It's
3: such a snail. Alright, so I am going to give this movie a solid nine.
2: Fuck you, Steven!
3: Fuck you, yeah, Steven! Yeah, fu- fuck me, fuck me, I know. Uh, no, it is a fucking, it's a classic, and I appreciate, like, everything, like, Alfred Hitchcock did. Like, you know, he really did take a gamble, uh, you know, and if this movie didn't do good he was gonna be ruined so i do appreciate him bringing like the monster out in a human being i'm not gonna go and say this is like my all-time favorite but i think a nine is still pretty fucking fair um it is it's a great movie and every time like i do watch it i find more appreciation for it uh it's just like not in my top like you know it's it's not in my top 20 to be honest and that's the only reason I'm not giving a 10. But, I, I, you know, I still appreciate the hell out of it and its legacy. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a 9. That you gives it an average
2: a of a 10. There you go. Oh, we didn't even. No, yeah, it so... doesn't give it's it not an average of a 10. 10. He's just oh, a dick not. and he's
4: playing a game.
2: Oh, my <laughs> God. No, it gives it an average of a 9.8. So we'd round Why? up anyway, right? Well, it was a 9.75 because there's four okay, of Okay, So, yeah,
4: yeah 9.8. Still good.
2: I'll accept it, Erica. Accept it,
4: Erica. Is that fair? De- De- Erica. Erica doesn't think it's fair. She doesn't feel that it's fair.
5: <laughs> she doesn't feel it's fair. No. No, this is, this is horseshit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow, Sierra's here tonight. What's up? We're
2: all we're all Sierra
5: tonight.
4: <laughs> it is a solid ten. What have you ever given a ten, Stephen?
3: Halloween. Halloween Christmas. and Black Christmas are the only.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, then let's put it this way, Mister. Nine and a nine, okay. A full. Okay, I don't want to wanna hear it. You, gave, Hall- B. you B. gave you gave you gave Halloween a six. Goes to the mother point of point Jamie B. Curtis a
5: full. This was point a spite rating. That's what goes. this was. This was a spite <laughs> rating because you gave Halloween a six.
3: No, but if you guys are gonna <laughs> jump on my case about it, like, <laughs>
4: no,
5: no, to
3: be no, fair, no, 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 Sarah no, gave no. Halloween a six point five. I think.
4: That's because it's late. No, I liked Halloween. I was just. I don't know.
3: I think a nine is still damn high up there. It's fair. It's
4: fair.
5: I, you don't you don't use my words without them being approved. <clears throat> you use Sierra's words.
4: <clears throat> I approved them.
5: Fuck you guys. I'm gonna use a carnival of and shoot you in the face.
0: <laughs> Action you've never seen. Races across your screen as you thrill to a new dimension in picture making. Carnival of Souls. This is the shocking story of a who crawled from the river to race through a nightmare, walking a tightrope between heaven and hell. From the unreal, she crashes through to reality. But try as she will to lead a normal life, she is torn from a goal. There's no privacy in a life she's ever watched, tormented. Either it's her neighbor, desirous of her physically, watching her with his leering eye, or it's the evil eye of the man, the man who taunts her, the man who wants her. From the bottom of the river they come. They reach for her. They demand that she dance with them at the Carnival of Souls. She is a girl-driven mad by the relentless forces of the beyond. He will not relent as he comes for her again and again. She whirls between the real and the unreal, trying to cling to life.
2: All right. So next, we're going to talk about *Carnival of Souls*. It was released in 1962. It was directed by Herc Harvey and written by John Clifford. The movie follows—fuck, what was her name? I watched this movie Bug- twice. How? Bug-eyed woman. Mary. Was it Mary? Mary. Okay, the movie follows a girl named Mary who gets in a car accident with her friends, drives off the bridge, and she somehow survives. After doing this, she starts seeing this man following her, and she gets drawn to this old abandoned carnival in Salt Lake. Fucking creepy. (sighs) I could have So yeah, that. go ahead, Sorry. Sarah. Get your first words in. Okay. You don't have to pull the mic closer okay. to you. Sorry,
4: I'm just really excited. This movie was fucking phenomenal. This is the greatest movie I've ever fucking seen in my life. It is so beautiful. Is it like,
5: better than Texas Chainsaw, oh, Sarah?
4: It's up there, man. It's fucking amazing. This movie is beautiful. Everything about it is beautiful. The l- Mary? Fucking gorgeous. Let's just start with that. She did not eat well, though. Sorry, guys. But anyway. <laughs> like... There was something about this movie that was so fucking weird and creepy. Like, I sincerely, and you can ask Dylan, I sincerely jumped in any scene where that guy was, like, peeking through a window. Like, I was, like, I knew it was coming, but it still scared me, and it was so fucking good. Like, I don't even know what it was about this film, but it's, like, this, like, weird, like, she's in, like, this weird in-between, like, life-and-death world where sometimes people see her, sometimes they don't, and she just thinks she's going insane. And it's like these souls come to collect on her at the end. And it's just like this really bizarre, crazy storyline that is just so, so beyond its time for the 1960s. It's so fucking beyond. This is like, oh, like, I cannot tell you enough about how interesting this film is. It is so cool. Like, so fucking cool. The
5: fucking atmosphere in the entire movie was what was really... The way
4: that the filming got grainy towards the end of the movie, like, how it built up this, like, dark graininess But in the beginning, it was very clear and crystal. It wasn't like that, you know? And it's just, like... It's amazing for these guys just to... They, they literally saw this part... This this abandoned carnival. Like, they just saw it driving down the road, and the guy wrote a whole fucking movie around this.
5: Just seeing it. Do you know that I read somewhere that it was the inspiration for Insidious?
2: Really?
5: I didn't <laughs> yes. see that. Really? Um, yeah. And I, I find that... I. I.
3: Are we reaching here? I feel like we're reaching. I
4: think th- I think they're
3: reaching, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think well, they're reaching.
4: That's, I, that's what they
5: said. I, I find <laughs> that really hard to believe. But, I mean, yeah. Insidious was basically like a Star Wars horror movie with Darth Maul. I, I
4: came, <laughs> after like watching this movie, I was so like sucked into it. And it's like...
5: Well, this movie... I
4: didn't want it to end. I I sincerely didn't... I was not ready for it to end when the ending came.
5: Well, like, the whole whole movie from beginning to end, like I said, other than, like, the whole atmosphere about it, it's very surreal. Mm -hmm. So, you... It hits so many different moods. And you have this kind of, like, up and down with it of different, like, um... Different feelings. And it... Like, I've touched on before, like, when movies give me anxiety, it's what really makes me enjoy a horror movie, because it's giving me an actual feeling that mm-hmm. I can feel within that I'm like, holy shit, like, it's really creeping me out, and that's what this movie did. And it touched on so many different feelings, like, you're getting, like, anxiety, and you're actually getting, like, this freaked out feeling, and you're, like, getting a little bit nervous, and it's... If, It touched on so many different things, and I think that that's why I thought it was such a phenomenal movie, and just visually pleasing, there wasn't a single thing about this movie visually that I did not absolutely love. No, it was gorgeous,
4: and and it's, like, crazy, too, because, um, just to give you guys a kind of understanding of this movie, it's very minimalistic. Mm -hmm. Like, the makeup of the, um, souls that you see, um, so it's literally white and black face paint. It's, like, white face paint all over the face. They are dressed... It looks formally. And they have black face paint around their eyes. That's all it is. And it... But the way that it's filmed, the darkness, the way that they come out... of Like, uh, there's a scene where they are rising out of the water and they have, like, smiles on their face. Or there's the bus scene where they're laughing at her. Mm-hmm. It's, like... It's so, creepy. um, menacing. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. It's... Uh, this movie is just, like... How... It, uh, it fucking blew my mind. It sincerely blew my mind. And it, it was, like every person in this movie thought it was just going to die out like they didn't think that it was ever going to be well, it remembered did for a while too. it did yeah. it did it flopped the movie didn't do well it was the it was the movie that you saw with another movie it was the the B movie you yeah. know what i mean and it it's start it's it's gained some type of following it's not huge still to this day i wouldn't say it's a huge horror movie mm. but it is phenomenal and if you haven't seen it fucking see it because this is on the level of psycho me like it's up there
2: well that's- touching i want to touch a little bit um the the face paint that you had said that's actually George Romero used that as inspiration for the zombies for Night of the Living Dead i fucking knew it i yeah. fucking knew it dude and i didn't look anything up but i'm like why do these why
3: they they feel so much like George Romero's zombies in Night of the Living Dead that George especially Romero,
2: the yeah George the Romero main old guy it. Yeah, George Romero used uh, this movie as inspiration for that, and um, that uh, crazy the the themes and the tone of the movie too were also heavily like they heavily inspired a lot of stuff that David Lynch has done, which you could definitely you know see that influence as well. Uh, the main old guy who's credited as the man who <laughs> who Mary keeps seeing is actually yeah, it's Herc Harvey, the director of the movie. Really, and yeah. dude, he was in the
4: eighties. He he dressed terrifying. up in costume. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was great. terrifying,
2: mm-hmm. See, dude. Like, Sira, I was got not, out by him. Sarah's not kidding. We watched this movie, and the when it first shows him in the fucking uh, car window when Mary's driving, Sarah legitimately like jumped and was like, "That is fucking terrifying." Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. he's so creepy. Yeah, I, there's just oh my,
4: the scene. Um, my favorite scene in this movie. I just am so excited to talk about this. Okay, the my all time favorite scene is the ballroom scene where all the spirits are dancing, but they're kind of like they're dancing. It's like. Is it sped up or slowed down? Like, it's not normal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... It's sped
2: up, yeah. It's sped
4: up, and then it looks like it might be in reverse. Like, it's it's very, very strange and very... It gives you this feeling, and and they don't even notice that Mary's there. Like, it's like they don't... They're not aware that she's near them. And then she gets so freaked out, she runs away, and that's when they all start chasing her, and it's like...
2: That's the end of the movie. Oh, my the, God. It's The so part terrifying. that creeped me out more was uh, when she was playing the organ, and she was seeing the visions of it. Oh, yeah. And she, like, saw the fucking man... And, like, they're dancing, and it's sped up, and then... He's
4: dancing with her, right?
2: At at the end. At the end, When when they're playing the organ, they're... It shows them dancing, and they're spinning really fast and stuff, and he, like, walks away and starts walking towards the camera. It was such a fucking creepy movie, and I actually went back and watched this the second time, um... In color! Yeah, because they released it again in color, uh, a few years ago, and... Watching it in color, I, I was reading mixed things about it because some people were saying that it was creepier in color. Some people said it was black and white. My judgment on it is black I thought white. it black and white, it was a lot creepier. Um,
5: I watched it in black and white. I didn't know that there was a color option, yeah. and I'm kind of glad that I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I don't think
2: I would in color, though. No, what, what threw me off with the color was that it was all... It was hand-colored. It was hand-colored, and so everything was so bright and vibrant, <sighs> and it kind of took away from the tone of the movie. I mean, like, the ending scenes where the ghouls are chasing after her on the beach and stuff like everything's so bright and it, it wasn't as eerie but they did do certain things like you touched on Sarah uh, to make it like certain like dream sequences that she had they made the, the tinting of the film darker to kind of mimic like old uh, silent films and it, it, to give it that feel and then at the end of the movie when she's being chased and she's at the carnival the picture starts getting like distorted a lot more and uh, the sound starts going in and out and stuff and it I, I think the whole thing the whole movie was symbolism that like she kinda cheated death. And these were the, it in the, the I, like, same It was kind of the same thing as like
4: Final Destination yeah. where you escape death but death keeps coming for you.
2: Yeah. And I think that's why she kept going in and out of the uh
4: The thing that I was confused about is that at the end it shows her dead in the car when they pull the car out. But the same guys were there that had helped her out of the water the first time. So, do you think that they were, like... Was it something where none of this actually happened and it was, like, her dying? Or was the situation something where her...
2: Was it a Jacob's Ladder thing or, like, she was transported after?
4: (coughs) Yeah, like, what happened, you know? Like, I'm thinking that it was her dying and she was afraid of death and she was trying to not die. And she was trying... That was her way of escaping and not being taken by these these souls. I
2: think she was put in the car afterwards because it shows them, like, on the beach and they show, they're they like, oh, well, her body's gone. Mm-hmm. But, like, we see her footprints and stuff and I don't see why they would add that in there if she was actually dead the whole time.
4: I guess, but I think that would have been a better explanation was that she was dying yeah. and trying to...
2: Yeah, I can not. see
4: that. Dude, shit. I love It this, was like a total bead,
2: Beetlejuice moment going off the side of the bridge and drowning. There was this one fucking scene, and I pu- I rewinded it like three times, and I kept showing Sierra. Uh, when she first comes out of the water in the beginning, and they're like walking in are like, how did you get out of there? And she's like, doesn't say anything, and they're walking away. And the guy who, like, runs them off of the bridge, yeah, he, like, turns and looks back at the, like, sunken car in the (laughs) lake, and he just, like, shrugs his shoulders and keeps walking, like, what the fuck? Wow.
5: (laughs)
3: Well, I killed killed two out of three, but, you know, one's okay, so whatever. (laughs) Fuck it. Not
5: Not a bad day. There was no laws in
4: 1962.
3: That was okay. Yeah, who called it, uh because i was calling it when she's sitting in the uh what is it the psychiatrist's office yeah. and we don't see who's sitting behind the chair i said watch it be that old fucking creepy guy and sure enough fucking turns around well, and it's I, like him. Baits, I was like damn i
2: like that it baits you with it though because it yeah. kind of gains your trust a little bit because the first time she was in there the guy had his back turned and she was talking to him and he turned around and it was him so it kind mm. of like gains your trust because he's like oh sorry i'm just taking notes so you kind of just don't expect it at that point, but I, I yeah, I'm with you. I I kind of had a feeling, but I I could see where they were going with that, where it's c- supposed to be like a big like shock, like oh my god, it's not really the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yo, it's totally gonna be
3: him.
4: So <clears throat> this movie, um, like I was talking when we were discussing Psycho, is that there's there's scenes that are almost like visually like exactly the same, and um, what I was referring mainly to. Is the um, scenes in the cars when they're they when yeah. they're okay? So if you think about it, they're very different films. Like diff- different, like one's a slasher, one's very like I don't even know, like paranormal. It's whatever. a psychological. Psychological. Thriller, yeah. Okay, so one on one hand you have Marion Crane who is driving to escape what she's done. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you have Mary Henry who is driving to escape death. Like they're both running away from something that they're scared of, and they show them in the scene. Um, they both have have a scene where they're driving, and it's like focusing on their face and their reactions to things. And it's like they're t- both in two different moods. Where Mary and Crane is very guilty, and you can see it in her face. Where Mary Henry is terrified and scared. But it's like the with the scenes, like the car for for if you take like a a still from from each car scene. It's like almost identical with a different actress in it. It's it's kind of cool how um you it's so similar in that aspect, but um I definitely think that Mary Crane was Marion Crane was, was a, a worse person. <laughs> like, she was bad. She shouldn't have stole that money.
2: Yeah. I mean, this movie had a lot of strong things going for it. I would say, I know we touched on the cinematography, but, like, literally every shot of this movie, was I was, beautiful. like, in awe. I was yeah. in fucking awe. Like, every time, ta- I probably said to Sierra, holy shit, that looks beautiful. Like, 700 fucking times watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Anytime the scene changed, I was like, that is such a good fucking shot.
4: Yeah, this, 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 uh, whoever filmed this it was like
2: you text me like six times they and
4: were
5: like yeah.
2: it's so fucking good I, I have know, been I was like, blowing Erica's so phone bad. up all week like watch this movie watch this, have movie. You watch you this movie have you watched it have you
5: watched it well even before that when you first found the trailer for it you sent it to me and you were like yo we're covering this yeah and I was super excited about it and then could you imagine
4: if it would have been a letdown because the trailer was so fucking cool <laughs> it was like
5: I felt that we we've had this discussion though. I felt there have been a couple where I've been super
2: excited about and it, and then we like, watch
5: it. And uh, I'm like, "What the not fuck?" is as, good as yeah. I was
4: hoping.
2: I think this movie, like, I went in with high expectations, and it, it exceeded my oh, high, high yeah. expectations.
4: It blew
5: the cap. I honestly, it. like, I had already seen Psycho, so I knew what I was getting exactly. with Psycho, and um, <laughs> this was fun because it was a surprise. Well, it was, yeah, but I, the '60s and '70s. Are kind of hit or miss for me,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and I know I'm butt hurting you as hell right now. No, I can see it in your it's face. Fine,
4: it's fine. <laughs> um, I just you know love the sixties and seventies. No, right? I know it's it's. Not, it's I'm just kidding.
5: It's there's again. a lot
2: of there's a lot of shitty movies in the sixties and seventies.
4: Well, movies. yeah, I mean even the
5: eighties though. I mean it's just it's hit or miss.
2: Yeah,
4: <coughs> the nineties is when horror gets really good. No, I'm no, the nineties. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm bypass. Sure, this shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure nineties is um, the worst era for horror.
5: But it. Mystery, it's like some of them are like, oh my god, these are awesome. And then there's some where I'm just like, dude, what the fuck <laughs> and I was I was a little worried about this and I saw the I saw the um trailer and it looked fucking awesome, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like it looked great, but it was like don't get your hopes up because this could be fucking phenomenal and or it could be a total shit show. <laughs> And I was super, super happy when I finished watching this movie. And I was just like, dude, this is such a solid fucking movie. And it was literally so pleasing to watch. There wasn't a single part of this movie where I was just like, eh, you know, like, can we we get through this? Like, are we there yet? Are we almost done? It wasn't like that. And just...
2: The, it, mo- the movie ended and Sierra literally was like that was a fucking treat like that was probably it was. I think I
5: said it in those exact words you probably exact did. Word, yeah. but it, it, it <laughs> is like when you like we watch so many different things and a lot of it we do we have a fucking blast doing but this was seriously so appealing. This, hit, this, in this movie every hit way. on so many
4: different notes, and it's like you can watch a movie and enjoy it, but not appreciate certain aspects of it. Like you very rarely get a full fucking package. Well, I mean, you know? looking into you that, you I very mean, rarely like get I, great acting, beautiful cinematography, amazing script, great story. You rarely get that in in a movie. Like every single one of those. Like check, you know, somebody like really was like, fucking yeah, It's crazy too because this movie was a total win. Like they. The, like I said but before it doesn't whole, have a big following which is amazing thing. to me yeah the whole movie is based off of the fucking the amusement park that was in they had happened to drive past like they based an entire script off of just seeing that
2: this was the only movie that Her Harvey ever worked on too yeah like that was it after yeah. this nothing that's shame yeah and it's this a, is it's definitely so one sad. of
3: those mo- this is definitely one of those movies where it was I saw like it, it was of course was a first time watch for me too but it was one of those movie within a movie like, I saw it in the background of a different movie, mm-hmm. and it's always, I, I said this to you, Dylan, I was like, when, when you chose to add it to uh, uh, the episode, I was like, oh, that's interesting, because I've always known about this movie, and it's always kind of, like, flown under my radar, so finally getting to sit down and watch this in a dark, a dark office at four in the morning, uh, it just felt really cool. And I loved the haunting organ theme throughout the whole movie. I think it just really set the vibe. It Uh, was was pretty awesome.
2: The organ score was done by Gene Moore, and I think that, yeah, it did It set the vibe. It made it really creepy. I got a total, like, um, I I, I say this every once in a while, but I got a a big, like, Silent Hill feel from it because of, like, the surrealism and, like, the crossing between the different worlds and just the fucking atmosphere of the movie, just how, like, strange it was. And... Can Did we also bring
4: up that there's zero gore in this movie at all? There is no yeah. blood and at it, all. I don't even
3: think there's really, like, any kind of, like, besides the car crash, like, the, exactly. really any killing. There's,
4: yeah, there's not, there's not. There's no murder, there's no blood, and there's that's... no gore. And it's still a fucking great horror film. Not even just a great film, because it's a great film, even without considering it as a horror film. This thing yeah. should be used in, like, film classes as an example of great f- cinematography. But... Even as a horror film with no gore, no blood, no death, no no real killing, this is a successful horror film.
2: And those are always can my I? favorite ones, the ones that can truly fucking creep you out without having... Without clips. anything yeah. really
4: happening, that is standard in horror. If you
2: can create a creepy atmosphere, that's what's going to scare me more than having a, a fucking Blood killer. fest? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not that I don't love my blood f- fest. And that's, but, and that's uh, the thing, too. Is like this
3: movie is solely like atmosphere. Mm -hmm. If it didn't have that atmosphere, I don't think it would have been successful. But because of the way it was filmed with the cinematography and everything, like it, if you were to rate this film solely on atmosphere, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Absolutely, the the
4: the, the people who worked on this film went above and beyond for it, and um, it, it it this this was the fucking cherry on the top of this podcast. This is the best film that we have covered, I think, since the beginning. Ooh,
2: I can see it. this is probably uh, yeah. I'd say that this is it's it one probably of, surpassed *Suspiria* for me, where I said *Suspiria* was my favorite. And we've it covered.
4: doesn't have no color.
2: Yeah, and that's bitch. a big thats a big thing. For that, me too. Exactly. And you guys, fucking God bless you, because you get to go an entire month without hearing me gush about the use of color in film, but. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, it didn't need that. And for you to take like probably one of my favorite techniques in making film, and not even have it and still be considered like fucking amazing for me, good job. I'm so I'm so excited to hear everybody's ratings because I'm just like. But yeah, they, I don't know. I've gushed about this movie. I, I've said, I've, I've made my piece. <laughs> I feel good now.
3: (laughs) feel good. The only thing I I didn't... I wasn't feeling was how strong that one guy came on to the main character. I was like, I was like, give it a fucking rest.
4: Yeah, but she kept shooting him down. Like, she was just like, no.
2: It's funny Mm -hmm. because we watched the, uh, we watched the reunion show. They did a reunion for this movie in 89. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who played him was there, and he's, like, a teacher now. Or, like, a coach <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah,
4: he, he's a, I think he's, like, a film teacher.
2: Yeah, something along those lines, but... Or an I acting guess, teacher uh, or something. I guess, like, all of his students give him so much shit for it, and, like, they always bring up, like, reviews from the movie from, like, Ebert and stuff, where it's just, like, this guy is, like, the fucking classification of a fucking greasy dude. Yeah, yeah, they (laughs) they
4: called him the classification of a greasy dude, and he's like, you know it's bad when when the reviewers use the word dude.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah, no, he was a total fucking try-hard creep. Yeah,
2: he was, he's creepy.
3: You know what also I really, like, liked real quick? Um, The use of, like, or the mention of atheism. Like, I don't think, it just seems so taboo for its time, where she, like, openly, the character's like, oh, I don't believe in God. She's not
4: religious, yeah, she's Uh, like, I do this for, this is, a, a church is as good as money to me.
2: A church is a place I feel for like business. that's so mm-hmm. taboo for its time, which yeah. is really cool. When she's like, a church is a place for business or some shit like that. Yeah.
3: yeah. I was like, wow.
2: Yeah, it was. And. I, I love that the she was, like, playing this fucking organ score, which that, that was probably my favorite scene, is the part where she's playing the organ, and, and she's, like, seeing all there. the fucking visuals, and it's, like, cutting. It's That's showing the funny. fucking ghouls coming out of the water, which, by the way, any time it showed the ghouls coming out of the water, those were filmed in a swimming pool in one of the crew members' apartments.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah.
2: That's um, pretty cool. I mean, e- even looking... Okay, this movie... The crew for this movie consisted of six people, and that included the director. Is the director wow. the director and five other people, and they created this movie. And that
4: gives me hope that we could make a movie. Let's make a horror haven movie. This, I mean,
2: I, I I heard this I heard this said in uh, one of the movies or one of the videos we watched online. I don't remember which one, but. It, it's the best way to describe it. Like, this was indie horror before indie horror existed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think that's a
5: very valid statement.
4: Because, yeah, they... Because they, they had brought up Texas State and they Oscar being and, indie horror.
2: And I think what, uh... I think what really made it was, you know... It wasn't... It didn't follow the Hollywood formula at the time. I think and they that's said what that, made too. It, and... I don't think so, but... I don't... Like, it's... <clears throat> it didn't follow the Hollywood formula at the time, and it made it unique for its time and the fact that they made this movie i mean how many times have you driven past like a creepy abandoned building and like made up a scenario, scenario like, in yeah your head. yeah oh, that's that's exactly awesome and that's exactly what this was was they just you know they saw this place <coughs> and they're it's like called
4: salt Air, by the way and it burnt down like 14 times
2: yeah and it's not there anymore <laughs> Um, Although one
4: video told us it was, but I don't think that's fact. I think I'm pretty sure it's
2: not there at all. Yeah, but like it, it's just cool because it's it's relatable. The the story of how it came to be is a very relatable story. It, they drove past this abandoned place and they're like you know what if there was some creepy ass fucking. It really there? is. It, See, if you were
4: with Erica, we would have broken into it. You right? <laughs>
2: that's what would have happened.
5: But
4: I have a terrible laugh. <laughs>
5: I hate my voice, so I
2: think we're all fair on that. There you go. Alright, you guys... Ratings! Let's do this. Dylan, go. Um, I, I want to give it a 10 out of 10, but I just gave Psycho a 10 out of 10, and honestly, I probably enjoyed this better, so if I could give this like an 11 out of 10, I would... You can give it an 11 out of 10 (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll be fair I'll give it a 10 out of 10 Um, But uh, no, I honestly I wasn't expecting to enjoy this as much as I did Like I said, I went in with high expectations And it exceeded my high expectations It's very rare that a movie does that This is honestly my favorite movie That we have covered so far on this podcast I said it To date (coughs) Is it my turn? No, yes It is? It is No, it's my turn No like to fuck with you. This movie is what I would Wait, call It's Erica's turn Go ahead Sarah
4: It's your turn Sarah Thanks Erica <laughs> Okay this movie Go, Erica.
2: <laughs> 15 Go
4: Okay this movie is like literally horror cinematic perfection Like it's fucking perfect There's not a single thing And it's like I've said, like, there's nothing wrong with this with this movie or there's nothing that I would pick apart about this movie. This movie literally is, like, everything I loved. Like, everything I loved. I didn't just like, I didn't think it was all right, it was fine. No, this movie was perfect. It was beautiful. Um, the people who made it were phenomenal. If you have not seen it, please do yourself a favor and just go watch it. Uh, it's not super long. It's It won't take you very long. Just go watch it and enjoy it because it, it's it's... It was, was seriously a pleasure watching it. It was so enjoyable. Uh, and if you like hot babes, Mary Mary Henry is a hot babe.
2: Candace hello She actually uh, she don't
4: look good no more. Though. She
2: actually went to the uh, went to a film studio with the idea for a sequel in the eighties. They turned her down. And they turned her down for it. And they ended up remaking it in and the nineties. They changed a lot of stuff with it. I want to say that Wes Craven. Yeah, Wes Craven. Dude. But I've I've seen like I was looking into it a little bit uh, just for the sake of like. But we all know
4: worst... Wes Craven's very hit or miss. Yeah,
2: I I was looking into it for the sake of recording this, and like everything I saw was like this is literally the worst <coughs> movie I've ever seen.
4: No, and and that's a shame because the original is a masterpiece. It truly is, and and I hope that the people who make it take a lot of pride in this film because although I don't think it has quite the following that I feel it deserves, um, I think that uh, the people who do like it love it, and, and I think that's important. So this movie has easily a 15 for me, but I'll, I'll give it a 10 out of 10.
5: So, um, I feel like I've been giving these out a little bit more freely than I should be lately, <laughs> but I, too, am going to give it a 10. Um... I'm with Dylan on the fact that, up until now, Suspiria has been my favorite that we covered. Um, Which is interesting, considering that the whole reason I love Suspiria as much as I did was the use of color. Um, And both Dylan and I have, on many episodes and occasions, (laughs) fangirled over color use in movies. Um, But I don't think that this needed it. And I think going back and looking at some of those other movies, um, where color was such a huge thing for us, I think without it, they would have been lacking. Mm -hmm. Um, so seeing this and it, it being a black and white and still being absolutely phenomenally filmed, um, was really, really, um, a breath of fresh air for me, really. it's such a solid movie. I mean, there's really nothing about it that I can say that I don't like, except for I didn't want it to end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to see more. I really did. And, um, I was actually talking to Kyle about it on the way over here because he was like, how did you like it? And I was like, I left it until last. And, um, I just watched it last night and I was like, I was so fucking hooked from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was really happy that i wasn't let down
2: i watched it Um, again the next night and i was still just as fucking into it (laughs) yeah
5: it's it's just it hooks you it really does (coughs) and it was just it's such an awesome fucking movie like i cannot praise it enough saying how much i loved it um there really isn't there was nothing bad about it i was i really i the thing that really hooked me though that really just like i couldn't Stop fangirling over was the filming. The cinematography Mm -hmm. was just Mm -hmm. so fucking awesome. Um (coughs) and after like reading some like facts and stuff on it, it blows my mind that they were able to do it like with
2: that quality or in that style. So And the Blu-ray
4: looks beautiful, guys. Oh yeah,
2: I wanna get the Criterion Collection, let out a Blu-ray of it, and I I saw like screen caps from it and it's like fucking crystal clear.
5: Really? nice yeah, i'm
2: i might in fact oh. i have not bought a movie like actually bought a movie in probably like two years and i'm might pick this up i would want to watch it if you do <coughs> like, so yeah i came in with a 10
4: steven here
2: to all right souls. we will tear your soul apart <laughs> That's so i
3: think yeah. i think i'm gonna give this movie a solid five I'm fucking kidding. Oh my god! I
4: literally I just this.
3: looked like I, I just looked silence. at
4: Erica, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "He's Steven's fucking out. done." Stevens He's out. What's the last
3: episode? No. Um. Honestly, my rating is gonna be because I rated uh Psycho nine. I'm not gonna exceed higher, so it is on the same playing field as Psycho for me. So I'm gonna give it a nine. Uh, this was a this was a nice, uh, like you said, a nice treat. Um, because I've always seen it in other movies, I've always known about it. I've heard my grandfather actually talk about this film, um, and he always admired the makeup for simplicity. Because he would do like makeup in theater and stuff when he was like younger. So to finally sit down and watch it, especially at, like in a dark office at four a.m., was just an awesome treat. Uh, I can't help but admire that only six people worked on this, and it is like the true, I think, first indie horror film, maybe. I don't know if that's true, but... I mean, they 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 definitely blew it out of the water. Like, the atmosphere... if I, Like, again, I said if I would have rated this movie on atmosphere alone, it would have been, like, 100% 10 out of 10, you know? Because it is so strong in this movie, and there's not a single kill. And I don't count, like, the car wreck as a kill because that's just, like, a freak accident, you know? And it's just, like... It was it was a nice treat and I am definitely going to be picking up the Blu-ray copy and this isn't going to be the last time I watch this movie that's for sure. So yeah, a solid 9 for me.
4: I I don't think I've ever been so hurt by a 9 in my life. <laughs> like I well, it, it's a great Listen, great. you got really <clears throat> But in my heart I'm just like oh my god. Um before we do stop talking, I do want to bring up one thing. I think that the reason why Dylan and Erica were able to get past the color aspect in this movie is that I think that le- the light replaces the need for color tones. I think that the contrast and the lighting I think just the
2: atmosphere in general makes was it. really And and it's it's cool because it goes to show that every movie needs its own unique thing to make it great. Like Suspiria was color. This, like I said, I watched it with color and it completely took it away. Took it away. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, I'm happy I didn't watch it in color because I feel like I would have that would have lost the effect. Yeah. Well, you
4: know, like a lot of horror movies are like they take place at night. This one took place during the day, so the only way to take away the brightness was to make it black and white. You know. (laughs)
3: Like the original, the original Night of the Living Dead. I know it's in color now. You could watch in color, and I still refuse to. Like I will not watch that movie in
2: color. Yeah, because it's like what it is. Yeah. Exactly. I know. And another another little fact I'll throw out there before we uh, wrap up is uh, the original copy of this movie is like an hour and 24 minutes, and they cut like 20 minutes out of it, uh, <coughs> Drive-In Theaters did, so that they could pair it up with another movie. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, it was weird. Yeah. It, it but, took place uh, in winter. <laughs> but um, it, it was a double feature, so there's two different versions of this movie that are... You know, one's twenty minutes longer, and I don't know what scenes were included with each. Uh, but I mean, you can go on and watch this movie on YouTube. It's in the public domain. It's no copyright infringement on it. Um, good. If you're listening and you haven't watched this movie, go on YouTube. Take the hour and fifteen minutes, watch the movie, and just really like and black and white. And just really like immerse yourself in the fucking atmosphere. Yeah. Of this don't movie. talk
4: during it.
3: Nope. Just let it, you know, turn out every single light. Let nothing but the glow of the TV going. You know,
4: exactly.
3: And Do just enjoy. Cool TV, even better. Yeah. Oh hell yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. We want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, tune in next week. We're gonna be covering 1950s sci-fi movies. We're gonna be covering The Blob, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and This Island Earth.
4: Oh, we're back to three. We haven't done three in a while.
2: No. That's going to be scary. I'm, just, I just want to double, I'm pretty sure those are the three movies covering. I think it is. Double check. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I can't wait to on talk on your about the blob. yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you guys been up on your New Year's resolutions yet? <laughs> that was
4: to our watches, because they don't know it's not uh, New Year's yet. <laughs>
3: uh, yep. See, I don't, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I just, you know, just go about my day.
2: I'm excited to finally watch This Island Earth, because I...
3: Yeah, no, like, I know that iconic fucking creature the thing. Meta- Looney Mutant, yeah. Yeah, exactly, but I'm like, where is that from? And I never knew until you mentioned it. Yeah. I
4: think it's going to be really fun, and I think the thing that's going to be cool about doing, like, the 50s, 40s, 30s, you know, like, bouncing down is going to be um, being able to compare how the filming, like, there's huge differences between the, the, the uh, themes of movies and the filming. So between those decades, so I think it'll be really cool to see. Well, yeah, know, six, I mean, six, like nine. look at
2: look at this week we covered fucking psychological horror and slasher. <clears throat> and next week it's gonna be and monster
4: movies.
2: Next week it's sci-fi. It's yeah, sci-fi. space. You know, it's it's that was the big thing in the fifties. So. Yep. All right. Have a good night. We love you guys. Good night. Be sure to rate, review. Stephen always Please remembers Please leave us some shit. reviews. <laughs> I would yeah. Play. Follow us, on guys. follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Raven Podcast on Twitter at Horror underscore Hayden. If you're feeling
4: lonely, direct message us and we'll text you back.
2: Yeah, and if yeah. you... Maybe. If, <laughs> if you're not creepy. And let yeah, us know, if you're creepy, uh, we'll like you more. Let us know your opinions on these movies. If you uh, go and check out Carnival of Souls and you want to talk Carnival of Souls, we will gladly gush over the movie with you. Yeah,
4: seriously. Like, <laughs> If you can find me on Facebook, I'll message you.
3: Yeah and you know what we'll shout you out if you leave us a review cause we need more hey, so if you guys wanna do us a favor coming into the new year more reviews I mean I'm not gonna be like yo leave us a 5 star whatever you feel is necessary we just love the feedback from you guys so. I like
4: anything 3 star and above
3: <laughs> yeah
2: preferably but you know
4: hey if you hey, wanna your do rating a star, I'll take it
2: if you wanna leave a 1 star and just like fuck these guys
4: no, if you leave right? one,
2: no. we'll, we'll even shout you out then too.
4: Yeah, if you leave a one-star <laughs> review, make sure that you give a specific reason. Like this, the tone of Sierra's voice is way too high. That'd be great.
2: Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a mediocre film, Sierra.
4: <laughs> if you do that, you're, you're asking. Getting, you're yeah,
2: you're we're like, only rebooting it for the third time. All I'm
4: oh saying is, if you, sh- if you shoot down Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm coming after you.
2: You know, I just picture picture the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they, like, fly to everybody's houses and kick their ass for shit-talking the movie. (laughs) That's
4: gonna be me. I'm Jay and Silent Bob. I think I'm Jay.
3: She's gonna come in with a wielding chainsaw.
4: (laughs) It's gonna be bad.
2: Alright, for real this time. Good night. Good Good night.
4: night. Go watch Carnival of Souls. Now.
1: they know I can't even move a finger, and I won't. I'll just sit here and be quiet, just in case they do suspect me. They're probably watching me. Well, let them. Let them see what kind of a person I am. I'm not even gonna swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see, and they'll know, and they'll say, Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly.